0: Today, $70 billion of Christians' money is invested in funds that support abortions and anti-family lifestyles. We want to change that. This is FBI, faith-based investing with Anthony Wright. What if we told you that evil was spreading throughout America right under our noses and that your family investments, your pensions and your retirement funds are probably part of it all? If that surprises you, stay tuned for what's coming next. I'm Tom Levine, and I am with the, uh, my good friend Anthony Wright. Anthony, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great, Tom. It's wonderful to be with you as always. I, you know, I look forward to this every day, and just educating the public and educating the listeners about what faith-based and video, uh, faith-based investing is about, uh, as well as biblical responsible investing. So I'm looking forward to the show today.
0: Me too. Now, Anthony, you told me a story or two of some people who think that they are in family-friendly, faith-based stocks, but they're not. Uh, maybe even things that are tied to uh, uh, good Christian denominations. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, you know, without naming denominations, and and they are very large, probably the largest in our, in our country here, but a lot of times, you and I have been doing this now for several years, and I get a lot of people call in and or um, email, or, you know, anyway, we get in contact with Mm -hmm. them. But uh, once we began the screen process of screening and cleaning their investments, there have been many times over the years that ministers would call or uh, pastors or missionaries, or um, uh, I think I've had a few lay people like evangelists and some people like that, that uh, have reached out to us, and they will always start out by telling me, "I think that we are clean." I'll go ahead and allow you to mm-hmm. to scrub it. I'll go ahead and allow you to to screen it. But I think we're clean. In the in the and then I, I always, without question, I will say, "What do you think makes you clean? What do you think makes it you so confident?" And without doubt, they will name a denomination. The hmm that they work with or that they work through and all of a sudden, you know, we find out they are dirty and it just blows their mind. And, um, so I, I always tell people just because that you think that you're, that you're clean, uh, does not mean that you are. Even if you think that you're with a, denomination that is supposedly keeping you clean. And and Tom, where that comes from is a lot of times when you read the fine print, the these denominations think just because for instance, I'll just I'll just go ahead and throw this out there because it's yep. what's hot and it's in the media right now. But everybody's talking about Disney World, right? Because Disney is jumping on this liberal bandwagon and you know, Disney is just, they're just going off the deep end liberal right now. Well, all of your denominations, because that's in the public eye and because it's happening, well, they would immediately bail out of it. Well, who wouldn't? I mean, honestly, yes. if if it's that, if it's that loud and proud, so to speak, then you're going to run from it. But 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 I say this respectfully, but that's kind of a coward way to do it. You know, well, we, we will invest in them as long as nobody knows about it. You know, it's, wow. it's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like, uh, once it becomes public and everybody knows, okay, okay, okay. We're gonna, we're gonna pull everything from Disney. Well, okay. You know, that's not really the way this thing should, should happen and go down because publicly traded companies file an annual 10 K report every single year, they must disclose where the funds are going and they must disclose what they're doing with our money. So we have a software that goes in and screens what those annual 10K reports are and we know where the money's going, we know where they're investing it, we know how they're investing it, we know what type of, you know, is it is it abortion? Is it liquor, alcohol, tobacco? We know, is it is it the filming of pornography? We will be able to tell you just by screening those annual reports and our software does that for us. So we make it easy for you. You just have to go to BibleSafeInvesting.com and just complete the little form there that uh, says get started and put your name and your, your phone number, your email in there. So my staff, my team can call you. Obviously this is the weekend, so we're not in this weekend, but we will be first thing Monday. So, uh, you know, Go ahead, get out there to Biblesafeinvesting.com and get started and we'll contact you and we'll we'll work you through the process.
0: I love that. We're talking to Anthony Wright, and this is faith-based investing. And Anthony, it sounds like people are doing the right things for the wrong reasons. and you know I feel um, I feel compelled to make sure that I, there's none of that sort of um, leaven in our own house. I mean, there's not that kind of uh, hypocrisy. I mean, nobody can watch this stuff the way that you do, and nobody has the software or the time to follow what these companies are doing. By the way, uh, don't forget to get your free book. That's our offer today at Faith-Based Investing. Uh, that's the name of the book, and you can get it at the website, which is biblesafeinvesting.com, biblesafeinvesting.com for free, or by picking up the phone and calling and asking for one at 931-RETIRED. And you can also schedule your 15-minute complimentary, no-obligation meeting with Anthony and the team. They will take you to and through retirement. You're not alone. Anthony, uh, do you have a favorite stock or a type of investment that's a personal favorite of yours? And are there any safe havens out there today for people who just want to deal with any volatility?
1: The answer to that is yes and yes. I mean, obviously, (laughs) we as investment advisors, we, we have our favorite stocks, you know, number one, a lot of times it's because they may be you know, kind of take Hobby Lobby, for instance. Now, Hobby Lobby is not a publicly traded company, but somebody like Hobby Lobby, that's a, that's a, you know, very great activist for, for, you know, God and promoting God and and, and pushing sure. that and moving that forward. And you, and so you kind of lean toward, you kind of lean toward that, right? And you kind of lean toward someone that's, that's very God-oriented. So from that angle, we do have some that we really like. There's another angle that we look at. They produce good returns. So not only are they a godly run company, but they produce great returns. So then we, we, we like that, and, and we see a lot of activity we see a lot of profit and we like that and it's it's companies like chick-fil-a it's companies like hobby lobby and a lot of these companies are um what's the word i'm looking for they're like household names i guess is 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 the word i'm looking for there they're like household names Mm -hmm. and once you see them showing up on your statement that that's what we've invested you in people call back and they're like whoa i didn't realize that i didn't realize they were they were good. So that's what that's we do is, is to answer that. And then on the safe side, yes, we do have companies that are extremely safe. We have companies that are no risk to the principal at all. Uh, we can produce a guaranteed lifetime income. We can structure that what's called ladder. So think about going up a ladder one step at a time. So we can structure it by laddering. And that would mean every five years you get a pay raise. So, you know, your income would be whatever, you know, $3,000 a month. And then in five years due to inflation, you get a bump to 3,500 a month or 4,000 a month or whatever, whatever the numbers are, but you get, you get what I'm saying is it goes up just like going up a ladder. So we, we call that laddering and we can structure those so that you get a pay raise as inflation grows.
0: Well, income for life is something that I know a lot of people are very interested in, and I'm really glad that it's something you can discuss with people as as well. And to set up a time, set an appointment to connect with uh, the team there, go to biblesafeinvesting.com or pick up the phone and call 931-RETIRED. Anthony, there's a lot of things I don't get about the economy today, but uh, you mentioned inflation. Why do you think the unemployment rate is so low when inflation is so high. I mean it seems like high inflation would mean people would have trouble paying for everything, and then they would have to spend less on non essentials, and that would mean many companies would have to start letting people go. Or am I just seeing things the wrong way? Why is the unemployment rate so low when inflation is so high?
1: Well the unemployment rate is low because you're seeing a lot of you're seeing a lot of people work for Uber, work for Lyft. Or work for Good Eats or DoorDash, or, you know, people are beginning to, to work at some of these different employers to where they're mobile. They're not, you know, Tom, you know, I, I'm kind of speaking, kind of, I guess, our age here, letting, you know, but mine and your age, back when we were 16, 17, 18, we bagged groceries in a grocery store, <laughs> you know? We never, we never, you know, or we'd go out and mow lawn. Delivered papers. We never delivered papers. You know, we, we never thought about, you know, getting in the car and running over here at, at, you know, Panda Express and picking up somebody's lunch and taking it to them and getting paid to do it, you know, much less going to the grocery store and buying groceries and carrying it to their house and delivering it. So there's a lot of that stuff that's going on right now. And a lot of apps that are happening. And, you know, again, look, look. Pre-Lyft and pre-Uber, it was all done taxi cab. Now you can't even hardly find taxi cabs. Now it's all Uber or Lyft. So you're seeing a lot of that. That's where the employment is coming in, and that's what's driving up the employment numbers. And isn't it amazing that, that even people are so employed, but yet when you go to a restaurant, you're told they have a lack of help.
0: Right. I don't or, get that
1: i know right and it's and and i'm gonna throw one out that's really gonna probably that's gonna stump stump a lot of people but if you back up 16 years 17 years and 18 years so that would have been that would have been kids that are now turning 16 17 18 entering the workforce you kind of follow where i'm headed here
0: yes Okay, I'm not so sure these, what your conclusion's six, gonna be, but go ahead
1: yeah i'm gonna I, I i hope nobody's i hope nobody runs off the road when i when I say this here <laughs> <laughs> hope hope they're listening to a stationary position if you go back and look at the, if you go back and look sixteen years ago, seventeen years ago, and eighteen years ago, I saw a number the other day that just blew my mind, and it was something like in that three year period of time there was 84 million abortions committed. Wow. That would be 84 million workers going into the workforce today. That would be your 16 year olds, your 17 year olds and your 18 year olds going into the workforce today. So the reason we're having a shortage is there was 84 million abortions committed in those three years and those people are not living. They're not here. They don't exist. So that's why there's a shortage, a labor shortage. Every time you go to a, a restaurant, a grocery store, wherever it is, you're you you know there's there's a labor shortage because we're missing 84 million people. So hopefully that didn't shock too many. That didn't shock too many people there, but but you know, when you think about that, Tom, that's a staggering number. And so what do we do on the faith-based side? We can change that because we can pull the money away from them. If they don't have the money to fund it, then it don't happen. Of course, we all know Roe versus Wade got overturned, too. You know, hallelujah, you know, Mm -hmm. praise God for that. So, you know, we're making some strides in the right direction, and that's all we're looking for is people that want to make a difference. And in order to do that, just go to BibleSafeInvesting.com. And we'd love to screen and clean your investments.
0: That's right, In follow the money. That's always a good idea when we're trying to make wise decisions. We're gonna take a quick break, a pause for the cause, and be back with part two of today's edition of Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright.
1: Hi there. Are you aware that you are possibly funding abortions, same-sex marriages, and even sex trafficking through your investments? The truth is, people don't really know. I'm Anthony Wright, host of Faith-Based Investing. It's great that you're investing, but you need to know what your investment dollars are funding. My goal is to keep God's blessings on your investments by keeping them Bible approved. As Christians, you and I should know if these companies inside our investment portfolios are using our money to support these ungodly things. And if they are, then we have a moral obligation and a responsibility to change that. So I'm offering to screen your investments today absolutely free to see if they are Bible-safe and God-honoring. Visit me at BibleSafeInvesting.com. That's BibleSafeInvesting.com. Or call me at 931-RETIRED.
0: You're saving and investing for the future, and that's good. While you build and save, have you ever stopped to think, where does my money actually go? Am I investing in things I don't believe in? We have answers. This is Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. So Anthony, I wanted to follow up on something you said in the first half of the show today. We were talking about uh, the unemployment rate being so low, and uh, you had said that there are a lot of free agents out there, basically, Uber drivers and so forth, and contract employees. Do you think that's a good trend for our economy or a bad trend?
1: I actually think it's a good trend. I, I really do. I mean, I, I think it. I think it hurts. Um, I remember when I was younger, as a as a teenager. You know, I remember some of the local hardware stores. You know, I used to love to go to the hardware store with my Me grandfather. Uh, you know, and my father, and we would go, you know, get knives and you know, get our tools and nuts and bolts. And it, it, it was just a, it was an experience. And even back then you could buy a soda pop with some peanuts and it was just a lot of fun to go to the hardware store. And then I remember Walmart come in and then when Walmart came in, it it put all the locals out of business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember that. I mean, I, it impacted me as a as a young kid, young teenager. So, but look now all the years later, Okay, so you got to look at the visionary there of Sam Walton. I mean, who would have ever dreamed that you could go in and you know buy hamburger meat and turn around and buy a pan to cook it in and a stove to cook it on and and buns? You know, all, just one stop shop. So Sam Walton was a great visionary, and and to do that, and that's what I think is happening here. I I think you're seeing you know Lyft and you're seeing Uber they're kind of coming in now and they're they're competing with, with taxi cabs. But look, what a, what a cool idea that if you're a retired person or if you're in college or it doesn't matter what age you are, you just want to, you just want to make a little extra money. You go, you go to work for these, these apps and you're sitting at the airport and bing, your phone dings and you pick somebody up and you take them to the, wherever they're going and drop them off. I mean, it's a cool concept it, it it's hard to deal with because it's something new but in the end i think it's going to be a good thing and um and they're not necessarily faith-based companies so most of these companies i'm talking about we do not fund because they're they're not faith-based they certainly do not do the right things with their money uh walmart is horrible at it so is so is uh, uber and lyft they're they're very big big supporters of abortion mm-hmm. and, and, and anti-family lifestyle. So you know it's not that we support them with our investors' money because we're not going to if they don't pass the screener.
0: Right, and if, if I was just on my own, I would have assumed that Walmart was really good on things and a responsible corporate citizen. Um, that's why we need you. Hey, Anthony, we got used to the stock market's performance, that it kept climbing year after year after year during the Trump presidency and actually really since about 2009. What's your view on people's expectations about the market? And have you talked with people who act like their investments should always be going up?
1: Absolutely, 100%. They, they always think that. And the outlook on the market and the way people look at the market is kind of insane, really. <laughs> you, know that it's, you know that it's just legal gambling. I mean, it, when you go into the market, it's just legal gambling. But yet when you lose money, Everybody freaks out, you and know. Somebody else's fault. Like, well, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, hello. <laughs> I mean, you know, you you got your money on the blackjack table, on the poker table. You know, i i had a I had a group of pastors one time that and they invited me in to to, to speak, and uh, I'm not sure I left there their their favorite speaker, <laughs> but uh, there were about 300 ministers there, and they were they were just very dogmatic. And um, I mean, I don't even know the right words. Like it it was just crazy how they were, they were very anti gambling and they were very anti lottery. And I, and um, so I, I was invited to speak and I, I just simply, I didn't embarrass anybody. I said, I'm not going to ask anybody, anyone to stand up and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But what I am going to ask is is your 401k but now they their version of a 401k is called a 403B. Right. So is your 403B or an IRA in the stock market? Now don't raise your hand. Don't don't stand up, you know, but if if you're if your <laughs> 403B is in the stock market, you guys are out here screaming and lobbying against buying a lottery ticket and you're and you're lobbying against gambling. But the truth of the matter is you are gambling so you're 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 yelling at people how wrong it is but yet your 403b is gambling you've lost money you risk and you lost money that's gambling people pay two dollars and they don't win they lost their money if they go to the if they go to the blackjack table and bet five bucks they lose their money they they gambled and I'm like hello it's not rocket science here you know <laughs> and so they you know so. People always, they, you know, they, they get, they get kind of wonky when it comes to stock market stuff because they seem so surprised that they're losing money. At the same time, you have to understand that's just legalized gambling. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. You're taking a risk. Now, we are a tactical active management firm, which means that we put some stop losses in place. We can limit some of the downside loss but you got to let the stock market do what the stock market does. So if we run a 10% trailing stop loss, that means that we're going to allow the market to go up, go up, go up, go up, whatever it's going to do. But the minute it turns and goes down, 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 we've got a 10% margin that once it hits that 10%, the computer is automatically going to trigger a sale that's going to move you to cash. So we limited your losses on the downside. You didn't take a huge 50% hit, you only lost 10%. And that's 10% of whatever you gained. So, you you know, you might have a 20, 30% gain in there. But then when it lost 10%, we triggered out, stopped you out. That's called a trailing stop loss. So, we're able to stop you out and keep you from losing all of your hard-earned money. So, that's 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 tactical active versus a passive person. That's just going to sit there and, and be very passive and it is what it is. And they just let it do what it does. And we're not that way. We're going to put those stop losses in place to protect you. So that's, that's our strategy, and that's our motive. That's how we do it.
0: So is your strategy the same for pastors and for the average family man, family woman who are listening today?
1: It is. It's the same. It's mm-hmm. um, what determines is, is your objectives what your risk score is that determines if we run a 10% trail stop loss. If we run a 4% trailing stop loss, you know, we can, we can put our stop losses in there, which will make, which will make you comfortable and what you're comfortable with. So if you're very conservative, you know, we might run a real tight stop loss on that. If it's in an aggressive category, we might loosen up 10% and let it run. And so we, we can adjust those stop losses based on your risk analysis.
0: Talk a little bit about how you handle fees. Uh, I saw this quote from Tony Robbins recently. He said, so let me get this straight. 965 actively managed mutual funds fail to beat the market over any sustained period of time. But then 1% fee here, 1% fee there. It can compound to 50 to 70% of your future nest egg goes away all in fees. So talk a little bit about how you handle that.
1: Yeah, those types of things that Tony is talking about there in his book, those are commission paid advisors. Mm-hmm. That's why you've got to be really, really careful who you deal with. We are not commission paid advisors and we are investment advisors. That means we don't, we, we don't sell products to, to get a commission on. We are just fee-based, much like what an attorney would be. You, you hire an attorney and they'll charge you X amount. So that's the way we operate. We, we are just fee based on your investments. Uh, you pay us and then we're on your side of the table. So we will, we will report the facts to you and then you make the decision. Uh, it's not, we don't sell you any product. we can't, we're not, we're not sales licensed. So we present the facts, and number one, it's gonna be faith-based. And number two, it's going to be profit-based. So we're going to know now they're they're faith-based. We're going to know there's a, a proven track record. So there's going to be some good positive returns. And then we take a look at does it match your risk score? So those are kind of the things Great. we do. We have a we have a process that's called fever. F-E-V-E-R, that I can explain at a later date and time because I know we're about out of time here. But thanks for having me on today. Thanks for talking with me today about this. And, and be sure the listeners go to BibleSafeInvesting.com and get your portfolio screened and cleaned.
0: I want to encourage you to do what our family did. Sometimes before you can do the right things, you have to stop doing the wrong things. Go to the website, BibleSafeInvesting.com. That's BibleSafeInvesting.com and download your free book, Faith-Based Investing, it's available to you today. Or call 931-RETIRED. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Do you know where your investment dollars are going? Anthony's team will screen and clean your current investment portfolio. You can always count on receiving the three C's. Anthony's plan for you is customized, comprehensive, and complimentary. Tell a friend and listen next week for Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright.